This is a Heart and Hand production. Episode of the Crow Pod, the I don't know, 55 and all that. Never, ah, fuck it. I'm, I'm still lost from this weekend. So, but uh, <laughs> joining me, Shane, this week, David. Hi, Dave. Hello, everyone. Yay. How are you hey, doing? Todd. Hi, Todd. Shout out to the Ottawa and Toronto RSCs. There we go. <laughs> I, I don't know where the fuck we're going to go this week, but. Oh, no. I think let, I know. Let, let's just get going. Did anything what? happen? Anything cool? <laughs> I um I don't know where we're going to go this week. Wow, that's going to be so different from our usually well plotted <laughs> and carefully constructed show. Structured uh, and can we bring in Cami Bell to heavily sigh his way through a topic point? Is that? Yeah, I uh, it it it's been some few days. It's been uh, remarkable. I mean, I, I I don't recall to those few days. Um, no, I can't uh, I can't possibly comment. I I don't remember. Um, <laughs> Shockingly. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it was all through all through Saturday and everyone was like, We got it, we did it. And um it was it was a pleasure, first of all, um beca- because of all the COVID restrictions in Ontario, a lot of the supporters clubs in Ontario were not able to be in person for, for quite a while. So that's when we started using uh, the you know, the watch from home scheme that, um, that Rangers TV came up with for us as, as paid members. So this was the first week, first game that I was able to go actually down to the supporters club, because thanks to my, my, my lovely wife, who is much smarter than I, I was complaining at the top of this is like the way this is going to happen is I'm going to wake up Sunday morning, look at my phone and go, Oh, look at that. And she was like, she was like, get your ass down to the club. Like, you know, the, the, the numbers are low enough. They're taking precautions and they took a ton of precautions down there. It's like, go. So, uh, I went down there and, uh, you know, I've been a paid up member all season. I've been on the mailing list the whole bit and it was lovely walking in, uh, so that one of the guys that I, that I knew there said, so how long are you in town? Um, um, I, I live here now. That's, it's been going on, but they've uh fantastic time but like like all day all saturday i was sitting here going every thought i had had an asterisk beside it it was like yeah we can <laughs> celebrate but like we still need one thing to happen and then it did <sighs> and it was just the weirdest sensation of isolation yet togetherness where everyone's kind of feeling the same thing. It's like you hop online and you kind of feel warm and fuzzy, but you know, and uh, the, the, the Toronto guys sent pictures of champagne in the uh, park next to our club, which is not able to open yet. And uh, it was great. You know, you celebrate as you can. Um, the shark being thrown in the crowd outside of Ibrox is gorgeous. <laughs> uh, it's just, I finally got to crack open my Rangers taste of Ibrox whiskey. Well, oh, yeah. Saving half of that for uh, May for a couple of things you might uh, imagine, but we'll see. 
Yeah, yeah. it was it, it, it was just a, I mean, I said to you last week, I thought we'd win the league this weekend. I don't know why. I just was absolutely certain. I thought we'll win and they'll drop points. And um, even so, the last, what, 20 minutes of the Celtic game took forever. I mean, that was yeah. that was a long ass twenty minutes, <laughs> and I mean, it doesn't it didn't really matter. It wasn't like helicopter Sunday, you know. We've got two months to get a point. We were gonna we were gonna win it regardless. I get that, but when you were that close to finally happening, it was it was just remarkable. When the final well, whistle went, it was just co-winning straight away was like fucking Saigon. And during the Tet Offensive, you know, it just immediately, it was as if somebody had literally just flicked a switch to let off about a million fireworks at once. And, you know, the phone started going and, and it was just uh, this rush of emotions that hadn't really abated yet, but the Tuesday that the, the just hasn't, every time you think you're, you're kind of getting norm. Uh, normality or you're getting back on track up pops something else or you see something else and um, it'll take it'll take a while to sink in it, 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 I don't think it's it probably trophy day probably when we see them yeah with no the trophy. yeah yeah, um, yeah. then it's right official now, yeah there's a sort of severity to it at the moment but it's still the, it, it's still the last home match of the season right isn't that what they I think they, so they've kind of always done that yeah I think so it'll be the last home match yeah. and It'll be, you know, that when you see the guys with the trophy again. But just the, you know, the videos that were coming out of Ibrox on Saturday. If somebody had said to me at Rugby Park in 2011, look, that's the last trophy, uh, the last title you're going to win, last major trophy you're going to win for 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to go down to the third division. You're going to go through all the divisions. You're going to be going through everything we went through. But it'll end... When Steven Gerrard, who's the manager of your club, is doing Klinsman dives across <laughs> the dressing room in his suit to uh-huh. celebrate, yeah, that's where oh, it'll come you, to a head. You, you have to add to that as well. And also, just so you know, on the other side of the city, they're going to be getting their hopes up for 10 in a row. Their ducks will be in that row, yes. and then you will kick those ducks to fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's God. just been... And the sieve um, has been outstanding. I mean, we knew it would happen anyway. But the sieve has been absolutely fantastic. Well, I mean, that, that, that's that been... Uh, the full government response on top of, hey, look, a uh, squirrel, is all just, you weren't <laughs> supposed to be here. Yeah. Like, this wasn't supposed to happen. And, and they'd never, uh, you know... Obviously, we didn't fully prepare ourselves for the moment that happened as well, but yeah. they clearly didn't take the time to do some, you know, mental investment and and just get. Yeah, it's not like they didn't have three months to get themselves in a position to be ready for this, but yeah. clearly, a, a well, lot of them Ra- lacked. Rangers had a good point. They were, you know, there's a couple of things that I think are really interesting. Firstly. Um, anyone who thinks that the SNP aren't fucking delighted about this. Uh, is very naive because they're going through, shall we say, a testing period at the moment yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sam and, Gay, and it's not going to get any better soon for them with regards to that. So <laughs> oh, each day more comes out. So, yeah, it, it was a squirrel. <laughs> so the idea that they were going to try and do anything to stop it was, was nonsense and Rangers just wouldn't play their game. Secondly, here's something that maybe should should we should talk about. On Sunday night, Saturday and Sunday night, 
a lot of SNP politicians took to Twitter to say essentially the same thing, you know, Rangers not doing enough. Because they're very well briefed from the central house. They're very disciplined in regards mm-hmm. to stuff like that. So they're all putting this stuff out. Now, call me naive and politically illiterate, if you will, but if you are the government, do you have a way to contact the police other than Twitter? Because I, I, I believe that you do. I believe that you do. It's 2021, David. I don't know. And so, if you're taking to Twitter to say, what are the police doing about it? It suggests to me you're not really doing it because you want to know. You're doing it because you want to show that you're doing something about it. And look, it's 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 how they want. We've said. I, I, I mean, Dave. To to be fair, you know, they they don't like following standard protocols for communications and, and records taking and that sort of thing. So you know, that, maybe, that, that maybe this is part of the. Yeah. We've we've sat here and had a lot of fun over the last year with Donald Trump, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, this is ironic. my turn. <laughs> <laughs> this is ironically, you know, absolute Trumpism from the SNP, which is well, that... it's a nationalist party. It doesn't matter how you dress it up; it's still the same shit. All we have is who we're against, right, and who we don't like, and they don't like us. So what they do is that they they encourage their base, they only govern for their base, and they encourage their base at the extent of other people, and that's what they're doing at the moment. Now, if you care about this, what you do is you come out and you say, look, we get it, this pandemic is hellish, and... We know that maybe for a lot of you, this was all you had, that you were looking forward to. This has maybe got you through it. But we can't have this, right? So in future, we can't have this. And people go along with you. If you immediately go to coercive ads, and this is a disgrace, you're a disgrace, you're all scum, then Mm -hmm. that's not because you want it to stop. That's because you want to set up an opposition that you can say to your party, look, we're better than them. And it's that exceptionalism. And Rangers and Rangers fans are, quite rightly just telling them to go fuck themselves the yeah. other thing about it is is that when they claim you know oh we're gonna do that just fuck all you can do you mm-hmm. can't in the words well, i'm of- sure i mean so, some people are gonna get like retrospect the 200 pound fines and stuff like that right. they're gonna go back pull through cctv to at least drag up a few people but that's right. gonna be it this yeah. this isn't start- no, we'll, we'll, we'll band together we'll raise that fine money for people don't worry right. about it. <laughs> That's exactly it. We, we will get together and we'll, we'll fucking raise the money for them. But it, it's not about that. And, and I think it's it's just the kind of the circus and the pantomime of it that depresses me That because it is just so pointless. And the fact of the matter is, is when, you know, they come out and they say, oh, that's a disgrace. We've got to take action. No, it isn't. And no, you're not. Um, oh, we're very unhappy yeah, it, about this. Almost, you're very you know, unhappy like... about everything. You're nuts. It's what, the, it's what you fucking do, right? Your, your entire shtick is unhappiness. I can't, I can't imagine that they, they were too upset. You know, even on the tabloids yesterday, the above the fold section was Rangers as opposed to an MSP being investigated for sexually harassing two staffers. You yeah. know, yeah. I mean, I, I wonder how that one worked out. Yeah, and I did so, love to say also that, you know, right as Sturgeon's stepping up to her dais, that it, it, it almost seemed immediately as she, she was getting up to the microphone is when Dougie Park was briefing journalists mm. and sending them copies of the letters between rangers and the police and the government and everything else it's right. like okay you're about to fucking lie through your teeth again so here's all the receipts <laughs> it's it's just this bullshit so i hasn't i haven't been particularly bothered by it and i know that people are maybe getting angry and upset about it but it is just the 
it, it is that that powerless howl into the void of yeah. people who are desperately trying to detract attention away from all the things that they haven't done but in terms of you know the protest if any kind of celtic fan or whatever has come up and tried to argue with me i've just went i can't recall any uh or the protest the the celebration i can't recall any celebrations Mm -hmm. Uh, i would have to check that with my officials to see whether any celebrations took place Uh, you'll need to you'll need to let me check i can't recall it and that's all we need to do Mm -hmm. and david like i said i mean sadly i kept no record of any celebrations Right. Nor do I have any memory of friends sending me pictures or videos yeah. from George Square or outside no. Irox or anything else. No, no. So, I, I was I was doing dishes most of the day, so we, I, I was yeah. filling dishes most of the day. Yeah. <laughs> we, did a, we did a Zoom call among the podders, and there were some spectacular levels of drunkenness, which was mm-hmm. great. And a couple of the highlights have to be Martin, who's you know one of the you know the suave podders, out yeah. of his tits. To be fair, he was drinking bottles of champagne and tanned a bottle of Jaeger while he was doing so. Mm -hmm. But at one point, he's chatting away to his Zoom call and a listener was walking by his house, heard his voice and came up to the window and came in. He's like, hello, everyone! (laughs) fucking brilliant. Speaking of videos, before Shane, I I do have to address this. The couple of videos that you sent of us uh, with you uh, guzzling champagne with a soundtrack had that very kind of choppy new cinema look of them. Like it was Jason Statham in Crank trying to stay awake somehow. And you you were just power smashing those. And it was a delight to see. I've never seen Sweet Caroline used in such a great manner. Uh, I, I, I had. um, Let's see. I think it was halftime Saturday. She was she wanted to go somewhere. I don't know. Oh no! Guess what came home Saturday? (laughs) But I wasn't here because I was at the fucking bar. Another plant. More plants. Oh, we 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 got a fifty-five plant. So (laughs) yeah, lovely. No, I mean I I yeah. I mean I waited till full time. I cracked open the champagne. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then I cracked open another bottle of champagne. Mm -hmm. Then my buddy Gareth came. And we had another bottle of champagne. Mm-hmm. And I I think we were sitting there at the bar at one point. And he's <laughs> it's like, are any of those water? And I was like, well, no, that's vodka. <laughs> uh, that's a glass of scotch that guy bought me. That's mm-hmm. a shot of fireball. That's the rest of the champagne. I think that's a vodka cranberry. <laughs> and I'm not sure what that one is over there. <laughs> If it's not vodka cranberry, it's the uh, bottle, uh, it's the glass of alcohol you use to dab your cuts with. Well, I want to give a shout out to my neighbor, who's an older gent, doesn't really do podcasts, but I've known him for years and years, I've known him since I was a wee boy, actually. And um, at the final whistle, when the fireworks are, are going, and I was sitting out my back door, and he went, David, go, go, he shouted over the over the fence. David, go to your, your front door. Okay. So he came to socially distance, if any mm-hmm. police are listening, with a mask on. He came to the door and he um, had brought me some, like, uh, I don't know, organic juices. Because he said, look, I know you don't drink anymore, so here you go. Here's a few kind of like special drinks to, <laughs> which was such a nice gesture. Oh, nice. 
And Kawinning still remains the only place where your neighbour can do that, walk down the street from you, and his uh, salutation as he goes is, 55, fuck the fucking po... And I'm like, oh, good, thank you. Thank you, don't complete that sentence. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's still the only place where that is somehow deemed an acceptable way to celebrate. And then just, you know, carnage along the streets. It was for me, you know, like I said, I would have... Would have apologized to any of my neighbors via Twitter because by that point I couldn't really talk um, <laughs> for, for the fireworks that have been setting off, but I wasn't sorry. So there, there wasn't going to be an apology coming. No, no. Like, the thing is, though, that over here setting off fireworks, you know, it's a, a noise we're not that used to. Over there, it, it covers up gunshots. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a West Side Rockford anyway. Nobody should fucking complain. Exactly, they should be used to this by now. But it it was just so great. And then some of the you know the, the pictures that were coming out, Alfie with the champagne at the dressing yeah. room was just the best image mm-hmm. ever. You know that was just absolutely spectacular. Because uh, he's wee face. <laughs> just Alfredo's look at it. Face. Just look at his wee look face. Look at his fucking face. And <laughs> and also I want to have a huge shout out to Alfredo Morelos's wife. A huge enormous shout out. Because there was loads of jokes kicking about, you know, Alfredo Morelos gets some balloons, gets some balloons, right? His wife gets some balloons. Alfie will go home to so many balloons. And she put up a picture <laughs> of a fucking balloon factory worth of balloons Beautiful. as Alfredo celebrated. Yeah. And I fucking loved that she did mm-hmm. that because we we wanted to see it. I think that people, um, some people maybe misunderstood that when we had a laugh and a joke about it, it wasn't as being nasty or any Rangers fan. We love it. It's yeah. great. We absolutely love that she does it. So she clearly gets that that <laughs> we were we were wanting that and it just made the day even better. Alfredo just surrounded by balloons. Mm-hmm. It's just wonderful. Yeah. Uh I want to send a a shout out, a Twitter shout out to uh to Neil Buchanan who posted the um we made the English news tweet that came out of uh Aldo Buonomo. And uh, it just shows like the crowd and, and, and stuff celebrating. And as I'm reading it, the video is going, it goes, that fucking shark tossed in the air ended me. Good night, champions. And I, and I literally went, what shark? And then it came into shot and I blurt laughed all, <laughs> you know, spat out my water all over the laptop. So Neil, you owe me a new laptop, but um, it's, it's gorgeous. If you find my Twitter feed, it's just the, the amount of that just, it, that is a perfect celebration actually is the, yeah, fuck you. To it's a celebration, but also throwing a shark, taking back the shark, <laughs> is it's, gorgeous. You know, it is shit um, at its best. See, I, I didn't really. Oh, obviously, Saturday kind of disappeared under a wave of, well, all the alcohol in town. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sunday, I finally kind of got to talk to some people. Uh, was you know, all, all the usual crew and you guys and fucking whoever. And I finally got to talk to Rab late Sunday evening who looked a little worse for the wear. I, I, I can maybe understand why the editing job on the inside IROX video wasn't quite done yet yesterday. <laughs> I think there might also be an element of that they don't necessarily yeah. want to add evidence to yep. <laughs> any cases that are going about, um, at the moment with that. Yeah. But no, it's just been, it's just been oh, so it's good. Fantastic. So and, I, I had to do this because I, I, I kept reading all the fun threads 
I couldn't do this shit, and I'm probably going to miss a lot of people now, but, you know, for eight and a half years, apparently I've been doing this fucking show, and I've been around on the forums and everything else for a lot longer, so, uh, you two guys, thank you, um, uh, all mainly, my Rosses. Ma- hold on, hold on, hold on, mainly us. <laughs> yeah, mainly, <laughs> uh, mainly all the Rosses, I can't remember how many mm-hmm. I've got, like, Henry McAdam, fucking everybody, mm-hmm. all the Allens, Clean Clark, Andy McGowan, Chris Graham, um, who's provided us with just months and years of content thank you chris so much no, and fucking joe and ruth and mitch and it's just every i i'm not gonna fucking remember all you guys and going way back to the original crow with gary havlin uh of course runs the rangers facts account who's been fucking on fire yes. since full-time saturday mm-hmm. and andy mckeller of course peter who's on here with us all you guys i fucking love all of you it was a fucking great weekend and I, I can't wait until we like like I said, the weekend we actually get the trophy. I'm just going to recreate it. Yeah. So if if you yeah. missed the live show with me on Twitter Sunday, just get ready because <laughs> I'm going to be well rehearsed in a few. Weeks. Well, I tell I tell you what, then in tribute to these lads, right, and ladies, and and to all the heart and hand listeners, and to all the crow pod listeners, and especially to me and Todd because as previously discussed, we're the best. Um, mm-hmm. here is a little tribute from. From Shane to each and every, and include us in this, it's from him to us, even though he doesn't know he's doing it. Thank you for being a friend. Your heart is true. You're a pal Hell and a confidant. <laughs> It's one of those songs like the the start of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I think, that when you yeah. hear the opening line, you are mm-hmm. doomed to complete the song in your head. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not possible to... Uh, Cheers is another one. Yes. Actually, how about, how about the, the, the Todd's neighbor up there, Damien Robitaille, hustling out the best for everybody? <laughs> that was brilliant. That was great. The I best thing was time. somebody tweeted me and said, is that Shane? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he's not in jammies tells you it's not shame. Yeah. No, he's I, got I, clothing on. That's no, I, I have to admit, I replied, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. That is, in fact, shame. I, I could, uh, it, it wasn't till Sunday afternoon, I think. Well, I finally got out of the blue jeans I had on for however long. And I put on my ridiculous orange pants to go bowling. Which I fucking cleaned up too, despite the fact. See, this is what I was saying. Like, I, I knew it was going to be the best game ever because I was throwing the ball at twenty pins the whole time instead of ten. <laughs> so you can't, you can't fuck that up. <laughs> no. Although, I listen. Um, at the weekend, it's such a great weekend, right? Um, Friday and Saturday every year, the Hold Steady, my favorite band, they do yes. um, a weekender in London. And obviously mm-hmm. this year is the first year that they haven't been able to do it. Right. So they did a virtual one and they did it at UK friendly times, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, especially the Saturday, there was loads of, you know, loads of people from all around the world on it. But they did it from the Brooklyn Bowl. Um, okay. Now, they've played there a few times. Uh, and this year, actually, if we're allowed, I'm going to go because I say they, they play uh, a weekend or there every in New York every December. Um, and I've always said I'm going to go and I've never done it and if anything again has taught us over the last few years I'm going to fucking go if they do it this year if I'm allowed anyway <laughs> right. um, they, 
they were doing it from the Brooklyn Bowl. So Brooklyn Bowl, I'm thinking, is a bowl, you know, like mm-hmm. a round venue. No, it's a concert hall with a fucking bowling alley in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How fucking great is that? Mm-hmm. That's the best thing I've ever seen. Proper stage, proper room to go party in, but then over to the side, 20 bowling lanes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, it's wonderful. I honestly can't get my head around how, how great that is. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was so cool because on the on the, the, the thing, they were saying, you know, they, they had screens up all around the venue and they look, look, you know, we're doing a Zoom thing where fans can get involved and put up, you know, Right on the back paper where you're from and everything and it was cool you know people dancing and sally and i just decided on because we're, we're, we're british and we do that we're very british thing right um and we're not going to get excited and i said look we'll, we'll only get out of this what we put into it let's you know dance about treat it like a concert and we did you know living at a detached house at the telly blaring mm. um and it was it was a lot of fun but um I'm watching these and they're, they're picking out individual people. And at one point, hold steady, get concert. And there's people from America, Britain, you know, Canada, Australia, uh, Norway, Denmark, Germany, Africa. There was people from South Africa. There was people from um, Malawi and stuff. There's a guy in a Stephen Gerrard mask. On there the we go. <laughs> And, and I that just, man's name was Stephen Gerrard. Fucking brilliant. No, no. It was a guy in a Stephen Gerrard mask and a suit and Rangers tie dancing away to the whole steady. And I just thought that I love this club so fucking much because, of course, there is a guy. And none of the people on this have a fucking clue why. Right. Uh-huh. Or even that it is Stephen Gerrard, most of them. Right. It's just fucking brilliant. How, how good of a. Steven Gerrard mask was it because I'm having this this horrible feeling that it's like three grooves off the Alan Partridge masks like if it's like one of those where it's just like that for, that plastic hard plastic form oh like, no did no it's it a paper it did look yeah it was, it was just okay. a paper mask oh, no good. no it okay. wasn't okay. it wasn't the really creepy Nixon style ones good okay you, get, you yeah. know the rubber or the Reagan ones mm-hmm. that you get no it was just it was a Stephen Gerrard mask and I was right. like that is absolutely fucking class mm-hmm. but the other thing is as we've talked about our emotions because I don't think we know how to deal with this because it's unparalleled doesn't it nobody's gone through nobody's completely. had an experience like this in, in, in world sport it's unparalleled so my emotions been all over the fucking place, and you guys will know because not only did I do it, but you did it. We all just immediately on Sunday. I love you, love you, mate, love you, mate. Right, mm-hmm. thousands of people, men, middle aged men, saying right. to other middle aged men, "I love you, mate, I love you too." Yeah. Right, and, and it was just incredible. So my emotions are all over the place, and the amount of stuff that keeps getting me. So I, the reason I bring this up is, how are you two at the moment? <laughs> Because, because I have a story. Uh, I mean, mildly emotionally wrecked, but I've kind of gotten mm-hmm. used to you right, know so crying every two to four hours for the past right. few days. So because I told people this thinking it was a silly story that would make them laugh, right? And instead, they all came back to me and went, "You fucker, I'm away." Well, again. what? What? Well, finally, got that Sunday was Tommy Sheridan's birthday. Is that what the story? Beautiful. <laughs> That's Beautiful. Such- like I, I think I think I'm in I think I'm in the Shane camp of like you know everything's fine. Like you're, it's like it's like I'm you're fine. walking through the, 
it's it's like you're you're walking through the bar with like eight glasses and you're like i think i can make it to the table i think everything's fine and then i watch one of those videos of a koala in the forest fire losing its home and i start to quiver a little bit because things start moving pretty quickly around here so where are you right okay but you are warmed okay because i thought this was (laughs) really silly this story right but i apparently have set off you know loads of people who normally are are much are much calmer anyway as you know mm-hmm. um i've been fortunate enough to go to the games this season right um especially the games that i brought why do i get the feeling the kleenex in my office is about to get a different use oh i would hope <laughs> not it's disgusting <laughs> she, oh oh yeah you mean oh sorry yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah right okay for wholesome reasons um <laughs> Every game I go and um, when I'm going at the start of lockdown, just mm-hmm. when, one of the reasons actually Shane got me to to do Crowpod is I was just uh, I was at Fartner Trans because my dog Maya died, and I loved Maya more than I have ever loved anything. Right, and and people say, but your parents and your wife, yes, right. I don't. I'm a weirdo. I, you know, I'm a hermit, I, I, but this little dog, for some reason, we just did this incredible bond. And as she got older, she uh, she lost the use of her back legs and stuff, so I had to kind of carry her about. And my day was just completely made up of, of you know, the routine with Maya. Mm-hmm. Right, come on, time for a peep, right, come on, time for dinner, come on, time for a wash, all that kind of stuff. So at first I didn't know what to do and, you know, lockdown had come on and it, my, I was just sort of sitting around all the time. Um, and the boys at Heart and Hand got me a brick at Ibrox that said Heart and Hand podcast Maya Edgar 2020. So every game this season, I mm-hmm. take a long way around the stadium because we get in at gate 19, but I, I, I walk from the underground all the way around and go up to her brick at the Broomland end and I give it a little kiss and I say, mm-hmm. you know, thank you for being in my life, puppy. Never forget you. And just take a wee moment to remember her. And then I go into the ground. So we're playing, uh, we're winning every game, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm I, say, I, yeah, you don't stop doing this. Well, I had, a wee, <laughs> I, had a wee, I had a wee joke to myself that this is, you know, that's because I'm doing this, right? Didn't tell anyone because it's silly. Mm. And then we played uh, Motherwell, you might remember, uh, mm-hmm. at Christmas. And we'd just gone out the cup to St Mirren. And we're a goal down to Motherwell. And we're all thinking it. We're all thinking, Here, this is it again, isn't it? Here we're we going to collapse. We fucking knew it. They just got me to believe in that. Fucking bastards. And with about 20 minutes to go, I just was convinced. I, I, I think I might have messaged you, lads. I messaged the, the heart and hand folk, and I went, I, I don't see a score in the day. I don't think we're going to score. We don't look like it. So I sort of looked up, and I said, Maya, I need you to go and bark at God and tell him, look, my daddy needs this, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you've got to... She's very... Dem- <laughs> you know, she was a very demanding wee dog, and she persisted. <laughs> and she... We scored within a minute, and then we were 3-1 up inside 10. <laughs> so I choose to believe that Maya has gone up to God at every home game this season and went, don't you don't you dare, right? Mm-hmm. He, needs this. he needs these three <laughs> points today. So 
I want to raise a wee glass to my puppy Maya, who even in the afterlife got us fifty five. Right. Have I got coffee today? Because that's my fifty five story. That's all I can do. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'll, I'll be back in a moment. <laughs> I, uh, you know, you, you, oh. right, I uh, somehow well, started chopping onions in here. I don't know why yeah, that was a thing. Uh, Willie's cannabis. <laughs> 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 it's not. Right, sorry. Oh my god! Just think about that though, too. Like it's Tuesday, and we all know what that means for my liver. Uh, A man was arrested today. Next week, Florida man. You're in Illinois right now, but you will end up. I'm just thinking of your of your dog in heaven, and she (laughs) she still has the bad legs, and she goes up to God, and she's limping, and she says, "Can you give him the Oh, it's, 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 but like, I, I thought this was a wee stupid fun story that the, the boys would all go at me. Ah, you fucking. Ah, you know, I mean, yeah. It, it depends and on where you're at. Coming back, at. I think I've been told it a week ago, yeah, but I think in the aftermath of Sunday. But I'd, my emotions haven't settled down either. And, you know, been, I think it's always reflected in your choice of music, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't been going for a lot of helmet this week. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know there have been things like strangely somehow I've made it through the whole week like listening to the same twelve songs or so. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, have, I haven't really leaned on the power of lard lately. <laughs> I need to. Uh, I, I, that's the other thing. I need to start eating again because um, I had a sandwich at Ibrox at three forty-five on Saturday. And I didn't eat again until Monday. I had to like I had to think about eating it wasn't like I'm hungry I should eat it was like dude go get get a cheeseburger or something shove it in your fucking face <laughs> uh, I, I I think one of my favorite things Saturday I got to do so like I figured out how to backdoor the the jukebox app for a lot mm-hmm. of the bars around here. All right. So of course I had the best playing at I think it was fourteen different bars at once, mm-hmm. um, but I took over the jukebox at their midden here in town. They've got one, I won't name it, but they've <laughs> got one for uh, six hours Saturday between <laughs> whenever oh. they opened I think at noon and six o'clock. <laughs> so I, I can just imagine them saying like. Trying to, you can't skip when somebody goes in, like through the. It's basically like a manager app. Right. <laughs> you can't do anything about it. <laughs> so you you did that John Mulaney joke. Uh, I maybe. <laughs> so he has this wonderful joke of, um, he put on he and and uh, uh he was he was stuck in a restaurant or a bar with his dad. This is when he was young. So he and his either brother or friend got a bunch of money and start just filled the jukebox. And played "What's New Pussycat" over and over and over again, and then they broke it up. And I think it was like um, some other Tom Jones song. It was like uh, uh, "Thunderball" or something like that. And everyone went ah, and then it went right back to "What's New Pussycat." <laughs> Is that common? Well, it's not unusual. Uh... <laughs> oh, that was it. That was the song. That's it, yeah. I remember going to the Grapes Bar years ago, near the jukebox, and then it contained a few cultural songs, shall we say. But there was yeah. one that was a particular favourite of the patrons. And I remember one day going in and going up to it, and on it, there was a uh, taped to the jukebox 
was a, was a handwritten note from the bar staff that said, King Billy is no longer on the fucking wall. <laughs> because it was all that ever got played. So they had removed, they'd removed it from the, from the jukebox. <laughs> My mate oh. had a had a, a a habit of going into uh the, the nicest leasing class, which is a great jukebox. But they would go in and he would put on you know Riders on the Storm by the Doors oh, yeah. because it lasts for oh, like loops, twelve minutes. Oh, loops, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he would have he would go in, put his pound in, get his five plays, and that's the next hour going. Yeah, <laughs> right? oh, no, I do that, like it, some of the older ones. Like they would have both versions of Mountain Jam. Like the E to Peach and the Live at the Fillmore, so that's like seventy minutes of music. Mm-hmm. Plus, then like they're like back it up with like Saddle Tramp and other shit that's like eighteen to twenty minutes long. And right. yeah, like you said, hey, well, I, I said like like there, there, there was a guy at the pub. What this is down in Knoxville? Like wanted to start a fist fight with me because I cut off all their like I did the play it now thing, mm-hmm. so I had to pay the extra dollar. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he's all I mean, fucking ready to throw. And finally, like, my mate, so he's like, dude, how much money did you put in? So I put, like, 10 bucks in there. He goes, yeah, well, he put three in. He just knows how to spend it better. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, what, you pay for the play it now thing, then, you dick, and you'll yeah, get I don't uh, care. Yeah. yeah. This is how Never... society works, right? Blame capitalism, mate. Right? <laughs> he, he who's willing to go the extra will we'll get. I had to write an article once for a blog that I did some work for. Uh, but 2008, um, and this is right at the tail end of my drinking, where it was really wild. So the guy said to me, look, we've got an idea. It was an article he'd seen in Q Magazine, I think, like 15 years before. He said, we want you to go to a, a bar in town on a Friday and basically sit all day and note down what they play on the jukebox and do oh, an article. No. You know, awesome. do an article about what people want to do. <laughs> And I was like, okay, well, you, what, what time should I go at? And he said, well, we've arranged with a bar that have a, a, a well-known jukebox or a, a popular jukebox um, and go for 1 p.m. And I'm like, okay. And he went, yeah, get receipts. I was like, right, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I, no, I went to the bar and I thought, better eat and I ordered food and I'm having it, right? And the jukebox is on. And, and I wasn't allowed to go and put stuff up in it either, which was driving me nuts. But it's a long ass day when you're sitting in there, and people, friends had promised there would be they would come in and you know there would be like a round robin system of shifts. But the bastards, I'm sure, were in another pub laughing at me. That's, yeah, <laughs> my notes by about seven o'clock read like fall lyrics. Right, <laughs> <laughs> it was just right by that, and then by about half nine. No fucking chance, and I can't even couldn't even read what I'd written down. What was uh. what was going into it? It's not a great idea. If if you're gonna do it, you've got to send somebody who doesn't drink to do mm-hmm. that. Because by the end up, I was writing things down like man choice, interesting thing, <laughs> best version, no, better version, yes. Um, but I haven't written down what the song is, so <laughs> I don't actually. I couldn't. I couldn't say what it was. I'm so I, fucking drunk. I think my worst jukebox related crime. Um, I was back in my hometown, and I'm at one of the divier bars in the area, and uh, I'm just like, I, I didn't want to be there, but you know, I wanted to see a couple friends. But then twenty people from high school were there, and he just fuck this. I hate. Like, there's a reason I don't talk to any of you, right? So, I finally, 
in the very John Mulaney way, now that you've told me the joke, mm-hmm. I got up. Now, this is one of the old school jukeboxes, you know, like F7, whatever. Right. Yep. So I put 10 bucks in and bought Sue Studio as many times as <laughs> yes! $10. <let> me. <laughs> and it's, it's the same kind of thing. You know, like after the third or fourth play, people are starting to notice, but right. they're not sure how to react. Yep. And then after like eight, now they're getting pissed off. After about 12, they went over and they had like go in between the wall to unplug uh-huh. the jukebox. But when they plugged it back in, it just went right back to where it was. Yeah. In order. Yes. <laughs> you, okay. You you are literally describing the joke. Like that is like every beat that's, that you that's just my described. Life. Yeah. Um, hey, he I might got, have been there that night. It's pretty close to his house. Too. Pretty close. <laughs> uh, I so I've got I've got something that kind of bridges both those stories. Um, it was it was during the I, I can't remember which World Cup it was. Um, Two thousand. 16 something like that um the toronto star was looking for game reviewers and you would go to the different um supporters clubs or where people were congregating to watch games and you just write about the experience and so i did that and all the countries they sent me to do uh got dropped out of the groups pretty quickly um so my time was pretty pretty uh open so they started running out of writers to go cover other games and so they're like, can you, uh, the, so I got to cover Germany and I got to go to like, like one of these German, um, clubs like kind of out in the middle of, of, of suburban Toronto. And I had my, uh, I have a, uh, Earth of Berlin shirt and this old man looked at me and goes, what shirt is that? I go, it's Hertha Berlin. They're shit. I know. <laughs> and it was fine. And then they, they, uh, they turned to me and said, um, the, the, the Toronto star, they said, okay, can you cover the American game? The U S game? I was like. Yes, I have no problems with that. So I just explained to the wife, I have to go drink and write about soccer. And so um, this was also at the time when the G20 was having major protests in Toronto. So the downtown was barren except for cop cars and protesters behind mm. like barriers. Mm. So it's the it's the quietest I've ever seen the downtown, and I'm trying to find my way down to, and I'm trying to figure out like where what what can I put as the angle on this story? It's like what's the most American place that um, that I can find in Toronto? So I plan to go to Hooters, yay! And so I park the car well out of the guarded gated perimeter, and again, there's no there's like you know rolling tumbleweeds and a dog barking, like there's nothing, and I cross. Spadina, which is like one of the major thoroughfares, and I look up two blocks, and there's first of all, there's cop cars rushing all over the place singly, and then I can see the barriers with the protesters behind it, and they're screaming, 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 and I'm walking with my laptop and notebook to Hooters. So <laughs> I, go, I go in, the game's on, and you know, I'm watching it, and there's two other guys in the bar. And I uh, turn there and go, are you guys watching the game? He goes, yes. Oh, where are you from? We're from America. I'm like, bingo! Who called it? Who called it? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just, uh, so all the protests were going on. I was, I, was, I, was, I was in a Hooters eating wings watching soccer. The That's democracy soccer. at work. Well, non-democracy at work. I was in uh, holiday in Moscow in 2006, right? And we went the, the Saturday We're staying in the Marriott, right? So, you know, nice hotel, nice area, fucking expensive. But even so, we 
better than the, the alternative, which was, you know, like a ratty camp bed somewhere. Yeah, some <laughs> I mean, it was 40 pence a day, but it was, you know, that would have been... There is, they don't have a, a, a three or four star range, right? It's either really nice or shithole. And uh, so we notice that there's loads of commotion out in the street and we're about half a mile away from Red Square. So, you know, all of us had breakfast, £18 for a sausage and a muffin, but okay. Um, And we go down the stairs and we walk out, right? Now, something I should probably point out, seeing the official British Foreign Office uh, advice for travellers to Russia, one of the things it says on it is, do not approach the police for help. They are not there for your... uh, They are not there to protect and serve, okay? They (laughs) They are there to arrest you. They are not your friend, okay? So we're sort of going, what's, what's going on? And there's like a walk, you know, a march going on to Red Square. And then just before the... But the, the people on either side of it are howling at this group, you know, really. I couldn't see any reason why, but, I mean, there was real vitriol. And I'm thinking the cops are going to have to do something about this. And should it is fate, the cops, you know, notice this and went in and beat the living shit out of the marchers. Um, and then the, the people who've been walking along hollering at them, they joined in as well. And they are kicking the absolute shit out of these poor bastards. And it turned out it was a gay rights march. Oh. And the police <laughs> were open. They don't. They don't, they don't. And because oh. they had decided they were going to Red Square... The police were like, "No, you're not. Yeah. You're not. No, you're, you're not, not fucking making you're it not, there. Yeah, you're not getting <laughs> into there." So they, I bet they, I mean, when I say they beat, I don't mean they did like British or even American. You know, what we're used to seeing where they're swinging the clubs, and right. no, no, they were like uh, one guy I saw getting absolutely fucked repeatedly over the head with a pistol. Right? I mean, by a copper, Jesus. by a police. Right. Yeah. And then so the only TV channel that was English, obviously, was Russia Today, right? So that was, <laughs> it was on in the hotel all the time. So the next day, we saw it, and Peter Tatchell, the British um, gay rights campaigner, well, he's Australian, actually, but he's, he's lived in Britain for a number of years. He was saying that he was going to have Vladimir Putin arrested and tried at The Hague for allowing this hate crime to happen. And I was like... You're probably not. No, I'm going to guess no. <laughs> You're probably not. But it, you, it, you, it, you know, you know, you think with all the time Salmon spends there, he would have picked up some tips for the police to stop people from reaching George Square at the weekend. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, well I think Salmon at the moment is, is more concerned with what he can do to bring down the current government than support it. So I don't think that that's yeah. But I, do, I, I have to admit that I do like, you know, the, the fact that. Uh, Nicola Sturgeon's sister went online and said, this is terrible. A man that she idolised is trying to bring her down. And I'm like, right, I don't like Alex Salmon. I think anyone who knows, you know, a a horrible man, and I think that even if he wasn't guilty of of sex crimes, I think even he admitted he wasn't well-behaved around ladies, and I hate his politics. But your sister did try to put him in jail. You might understand it. <laughs> right? I mean, it, it wasn't like he just randomly woke up and went, fucker. Right? I mean, I you, you did try to jail him as a rapist when it wasn't actually true. And that, to me, I don't know about you lads, I'd be pissed. 
Um, no, I, I was going to say, like, how how close is Patrick Harvey to getting a letter from the from the club's lawyers at this point? Because um, parliamentary privilege. <laughs> no, he's he's not stupid. <laughs> he won't say that publicly. Uh, yeah. But a, a parliamentary privilege, which is something we could do with uh, reviewing, I think these days. But um, now nah, the thing about Patrick Harvey is just a very very someone a waster cunt. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Someone tweeted it magnificently today when they said, uh, you know, scenes earlier from the SNP's uh, meeting before they walked into the chamber, and it's Nicola Sturgeon as uh, uh, one of the brothers in Pulp Fiction going, bring out the Harvey, and the other one goes, the Harvey's sleeping. <laughs> He's like, I don't care, wake him up. <laughs> uh, and, and, and that's Here's the other thing. It, it, it's like, right, he did genuinely say we should shut Rangers down. Because a fan celebrated yeah. winning the title, hmm. you can't. I mean, under what under yeah. what law or bylaw does he think this is possible? And that's the thing that struck me: not the hatred, it, the stupidity of yeah. saying something like that. It's like we should well, shut, that, 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 shut them down. People, people were going on, you know, like, oh, here's a, here's another one acting like a, a teenager and shit. Like, yes, he's acting that fucking dumb. Like, this, this is a grown ass man saying this. You should mm-hmm. fucking know better. Like, yeah, like you say, in what world is that? Is that any kind of option for yeah, them before them? Like, what it, the fuck are you talking about? You, you, you I, th- this doesn't work like that, right? You're not, you're not allowed to do that. You can't just randomly say we're gonna, we're gonna shut this down and do so. It's just utterly poor. But then, you know, as we touched, it's it's a complete not a waste of time. But mm-hmm. but fuck yeah. them. Do you want to do you want to know about my quality movie watching? How yes, get off of this subject. What is the movie? Yeah. Um, well, as you guys know, I'm a bit of a, a cinephile, mm-hmm. really. Um, and this weekend, I watched Major League Two. Oh, attaboy. It's Beautiful. a touch disappointing compared Slightly. to Major League One. Yes. Because <laughs> ma- instantly you know that Major League is a 15 and therefore they can make certain jokes. This one's a PG. That was a first mm-hmm. mistake. Right? But there is a very funny story in it. When a guy's trying an inspirational speech, he said, when I was at, back on the farm, I had this horse that I absolutely loved. And one day, that horse kicked me in the balls. <laughs> and a few days later, it died. And I've never really got over it. And he burst into tears and that's <laughs> <laughs> and that made me laugh. However, how, how is that not your dead dog kissing the kissing the brick story? I went with that, yeah. <laughs> I went. Uh, the other one is: Have either of you watched Coming to America yet? Oh, the, the second one. one? Not yet. No, no, yes. not 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 the. It's, it's not in the, the list. It is I'm I'm not sure how this works, and I really don't want to 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 make a joke out of it. But what are the regulations on black? Um, American uh, c- comedians, actors being really racist towards the black community. Uh, they I, I, do it all they like. Yeah, they, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Well, <laughs> this film do, tell them not to. This film made me a white man uncomfortable with the <laughs> naked racism on display by the. I mean. They portray people in Africa as, you know, walking about with spears and shit. It's not good. It's not. Um, 
Uh, I, I, I guess my first question I have, David, is did you see the first one? Yeah, I know. That was... <laughs> I did, but it was 1987. The times were <laughs> a bit different, right? I did, no problem at all. But equally, I think, you know, if they made the Dam Busters today, the dog would have a different name. Sure. Okay. <laughs> it's just, and I'm sitting watching it and I'm going, okay, can I laugh at that? Um, it's that, and then you think, well, obviously it's okay because you know Eddie Murphy's African American, so it must be okay. And then you think, mm. I'm not sure it is though. And you'll spend, I, if you are like one of us, kind of you know lefty girls, as as most of the listeners think, then you might find yourself asking a few questions of, hmm, it's 2021, and yet he seems to think that people in Africa, um live up trees and stuff yeah. and it's just well, i, I mean, wasn't you know, I mean, take that, that, it. as you said the first one was made in 1987 but that's also the last time eddie murphy wrote an original bit so yeah that mm, that might it's, be the problem <laughs> it's the it's it's the same argument with blazing saddle is like how can they do that well richard Pryor uh was a co-writer okay like it's, it's <laughs> you got me there no, uh, Blazing Blazing Saddles was fine because it was cl- quite quite clearly an anti-racist movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it, see what you think. The other problem with it is it's not that funny. That's the drawback, right? Mm-hmm. All joking aside yeah, that's, about that's, it, that's, um, that's that that yeah. was the the issue. Right. Even though dull are you of soul if you don't get a, a thrill from seeing Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy back together again. Incidentally. Who is their Benjamin Button? Because by fuck, they haven't aged. And I no. don't believe that that's possible in 35 years. <laughs> right. Um, there's a saying about that. Um, I remember <laughs> seeing that first movie in the theaters a lot of times. A lot of times. And I, and I, and I went back and I revisited it again. And I sort of had the, oh. Like, it, like it, it very much hit me of, like, as I've described, uh, if you... If you have Amazon Prime. You can watch old 1980s evening at the Improvs, and uh, some of that wine has turned to vinegar in the bottles. It has not aged well. And I've always kind of described it as like, "Welcome to 1980s comedy, where racism is totally cool and gays are weird." Mm. Um, oh, and that, that, you could absolutely get. It. Not only were gays weird back in the 80s comedy thing, they were also to be feared. Yeah, that was that was the other bit. They yeah. were scary to heterosexual men. Right. Imagine the, um, oh, the and the argument. Oh, the best couldn't. joke I ever heard about it back then is that was that was actually championing the LGBTQ community is like the only reason straight guys are afraid of gay guys is that they're afraid that gay guys will treat them the way that they treat women. <laughs> the thing also, me- why, why why do all these gay guys keep sucking my cock? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Onion. Thank you, and, Onion. And where did he get those great boots? But actually, one of the reasons I I, I don't think I'm homophobic, I have in the past, you know, made jokes and stuff that that maybe go into that. But um, I genuinely don't think I'm homophobic. And one of the reasons is when I was 18, I was at university and I used, you know, I was hillbilly straight out of Ayrshire with all the attendant beliefs and whatnot. And I met a gay guy for the first time in my life. And I said to him, look, you know, I was being all cool. What you get up to is cool. I just don't want it rammed in my throat. And <laughs> I, the words. Absolutely. And I said, and look, so long as you don't try it on with me. And he looked at me and he went, women don't try it on with you. Why would I? 
And I thought, <laughs> do you know what? The man's got a fucking point. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, you know, hold on. Let's before we get we got a bunch of questions here, but before we oh, get to it, I got we we got one last asshole update. Um, mm-hmm. There's a Catriona Stewart who's the uh, the columnist for the Herald, and I think she's a reporter for the Glasgow Times. Mm-hmm. Of course, I had her had her big big column yesterday. That and, and the takeaway from it in the in the drop quote here: If you went down to a party on Sunday, you're a disgrace. <sighs> now, as we've learned, is there always a tweet? Always a tweet. <laughs> always a tweet. January third, Queens Park on ice with her maskless on a sheet of ice with hundreds of people. Skating around, uh-huh. but that's different. That's, yes. <laughs> that's middle class. That's yes. pe- that's people who like the bridge, yes. right? Whereas <laughs> us scumbags with our working yes, class our... hobbies, I, we, you know, I, 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 I honestly that has been the most disgusting part of it. Again, is just having to rehash all the dehumanizing of football fans, yes, and absolutely over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. The thing I like is the idea that Celtic fans, had they won the league, wouldn't be out celebrating it. It's like, guys, they were out protesting when they felt they weren't going to win it. That's how much it mattered to them. So don't give us this pish that it's just, as I say, you know, look look a squirrel, but it'll be Mm -hmm. dead. The story will be dead in a couple of days. Um, They've they've got from it what they wanted and Mm -hmm. move on. Um, Although I do see um, Peter Smith has uh, tweeted that he's got an interview with Stephen Gerrard tonight that isn't to be missed. And I have a feeling that it, and that's the other thing about it. It it hasn't translated one iota out with Scotland. Nobody gives a fuck. Um, They see it as, you know, so honestly folks don't let it bother you Mm -hmm. uh let's just kick off your former former crow potter hi marcus what's the uh the top three rfc party celebration songs that are actually serviceable to audience and performer when belted out either via home karaoke or taxi situations i I don't know who you could be referring to with this (laughs) (laughs) certainly the best works because Mm -hmm. you know that brilliant intro um, building up into the chorus, so simply the best is a good song, and I think it works. Or the best as 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 a pedant yes. pick me up on. Mm-hmm. There is no simply involved in the title. See, I I I figured out um, Saturday without having to manipulate the jukebox. That there's like a certain amount of time that you have to play between songs before you can play them again, mm-hmm. and it ended up working out that. To complete the rotation of music I had, I needed to cover like two and a half minutes. So Sloop John B fit right in. Nice. At the back end of the rotation. Uh-huh. Just to kick it all off again, right back with the bat. 150 the, seconds of, perse- of perfection. <laughs> by, by, by the end of the afternoon, the barmaids knew all the add-ons to fucking everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I had 24-year-old girls from Rockford sounding like fucking Jimmy Bell. It was great. Mm. <laughs> That's what this is exactly what we're after, right? Just yeah. good, honest Beach Boys fun. The, the the one that always got me, and this is this is a deep cut, but it's it's just it's so personal to me, and I I could not get it out of my head all weekend. So there's a song by the Screaming Blue Messiahs called Fifty Five The Law," which yeah. combines two things I love: uh, Rangers winning fifty five and Judge Dredd. Um, <laughs> not there's no reference to him in that um but it just it's a it's a nice little rockabilly tune and uh you know the chorus goes i'm driving on my own because it's 55 the law 
Okay. I had a, a avid one that I played every day, going uh, every time I went up to Ibrox. It's a big country song, just for anyone who's interested, called Close Action, because the, the, oh, yeah. the chorus is, I will carry you home. Um, yeah. And I've always thought, you know, trophy with that. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> You know that that's been getting played a, a fair bit, but again, you know, you you're playing that and getting all emotional, and then immediately after it uh, on Saturday, because it, it, I put it on and and I was just walking around Ibrox at the end of it and just try to take everything in, and immediately after it came on, um, guess who's been on Match of the Day by Frank Sidebottom, mm-hmm. which somewhat <laughs> deflected the ambience somewhat. Scotiani <laughs> uh, wants to know has a harrowing story of drop literally George Square reached North America or is it just quinoa munching glass wheezing who care? I mean it hasn't even reached the north of England right <laughs> right <yeah. laughs> let alone North America nobody gives a fuck they drop uh, letter and oh my god what happened it got cleaned yeah, up the, by the, 10 they, they picked it up yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. so, so there is no letter well, well no but they damage benches. Okay, mm-hmm. um, money's been raised to pay for the benches to be repaired. Oh, right, okay. Um, as somebody said brilliantly on on Twitter, and I, I, I'm sorry because I can't remember who it was, but he said, he says, yeah, actually, mate, somebody was complaining. He says, mate, we've raised so much money, we're going to break them again in May. And, have- <laughs> <laughs> and then brilliantly went, bench wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> yeah, there's there's oh. a few opportunities we have. We better we better make sure our our finances are in order. Oh, definitely. We'll crowdfund the fuck out anything. So, right, exactly. Uh, yeah. uh, Gavin Reddick wants to know now. Jared has seen off at least one manager at every other club in the league. How many do you think it'll be total? Oh man, I mean, I think that you're you're looking at three or four a season. Um, yeah, it's fun, yeah. Well, I mean, what, he's done Lennon twice now. Mm-hmm. Well, presumably McInnes will come back and he can see him off again. It's an uh, interesting one. I mean, where do McInnes and, and Lennon go? Because I, I guarantee you, by the way, and this is not me joking, Lennon will apply for the Aberdeen job. I doubt he would get it, but he will apply right. for it. For and sure. it's like, you know, where are these guys going to go? Because um, there's a certain salary level that both of them would require that is really only gettable uh Rangers Celtic, Hibs Hearts, uh mm-hmm. and Aberdeen, right? You know, obviously the lower end at the at those other clubs, but that's it. And they're not gonna hire these guys. So it's like yeah. you know, is it lower leagues in England? I mean yeah, it's like, like outside outside of Rangers and Celtic, the rest of the of the management um teams or the, the rest of the rest of the team management is like those tile puzzles where you've got one square missing and you just kind of slide them about yeah. until you get the picture of the puppy. <laughs> and that's, that's what, that's what they're like. You know? You're just so moving Jim good one around. Yes. Yeah. I don't know where the fuck he goes. <laughs> I mean, that's, is Lennon still employable down South? I don't think he is. Oh my God. Is he? I mean, he, I don't think he's employable in the south of the U.S. Like, I don't even think <laughs> Miami would take him. Yeah, he's, yeah, I think, you know, a lower, a lower division team would take him, absolutely. But the idea that there was a reason he only got Bolton the last time, um, yeah. I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't, I mean, board. Premiership, no, that ain't happening. So no. then you look at the Championship, maybe a lower end. I think you're really looking at League One in England yeah. for him um, as a realistic place to go. Um, McInnes. 
I get. I mean, the thing is, in England, they only really pay attention to Europe, and he's he's been a failure every year in that. He's never once got Aberdeen through to to the group stage. So, um, yeah, it's 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 not great outlook for either of them. But and I can't stress this enough. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I, yeah. It's it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't care. I, I love to. I love. We won the league earlier this year than they had it handed to them last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable, isn't it? Absolutely Fucking amazing. Brilliant. Oh, let's see. David Five wants to know how many times would I... <laughs> God damn him. How many times would I get away with doing Klinsmans across the floor before I sustained an injury? <laughs> You, uh, yeah. Negative one. Depends. <laughs> no, no. I, I think depends how drunk you were. I think if See, you were yeah. really drunk, you would be all bendy yeah. and you would be fine. But um, if you just took one of your regular trips to the floor and ended up sliding, <laughs> mm-hmm. then right. no, I think you would hurt yourself pretty you, bad. You, you know, I, I will point out, we, we've forgotten in all this. I did get punched in the head to start this weekend. True, that's right. And I yes, will that's... say, if I have to get punched in the head, to begin a weekend and have this good of a weekend every fucking weekend, I will take that for all of you. <laughs> Line starts up behind us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I've got my money here ready. <laughs> that wasn't you. even my fight. It wasn't even my fight. You uh, just attract fights, though. Mm-hmm. I, you must, you know, you must have just, a very punchable. You must just be, give off a punchable vibe. Well, this uh, is Shane, the scrap the, magnet. The guy, I mean, you, you guys saw the, the CCTV. Like, the guy's trying to hit the other guy. But he yeah. throws, like, one of those open-handed, like, in between a slap and a punch kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he hit me, and then you can see, you know, react. But then I looked at him, and I was like, who throws a punch like that? <laughs> Get the fuck out of the bar. Like, oh, I was in a good mood that night. He, he it, was, it was, I was in a good mood. All the way leading up to the weekend. Probably because I couldn't feel my fingers. Or any part of my body. Speaking of which, Andy McKellar, our good friend, wants to know, who's in better condition to play in goals this Thursday, McGregor or me? Yeah. um, (laughs) This is it. And we're all going to have to be, after my plea earlier that we should all be growing up about political situations, I think we as a Rangers supporter are going to have to be all growing up. The players are blittered. Right, um, there that is no video coming out yeah. of training. They were they were on it solid for two days, and I'm sure that they were all. You're doing that thing, you know, when you get drunker and you go, right, right, four hours sleep, quick shower. I'll, I'll be, be right fine. back out. Oh, I'll that's Larry Miller's five stages of drinking. It's yep. the five minutes of comedy gold uh, for, if, for the listener for, who doesn't know. It. If I if I go home right now. Yeah. Um, and, and get into bed right now and fall asleep then that's 3 hours and 47 minutes late I'll be fine, I'll have a nap at lunchtime I'll be cool, the players were clearly saying to each other on Sunday night <laughs> ah fuck it, we'll, we'll, we'll sort it out back at Ibrox right. in 10 days I, uh, so long as I get a full change of blood, I'm cool <laughs> um, this uh, from uh, one of the guys in the uh, Toronto club uh, thanks Gary for this, this is a quote from Borna that just came in um, we celebrated with alcohol and everything was allowed. Steven Gerrard gave us the Monday off, but I wanted to train because we play in the Europa League on Thursday. Thank you for the reminder. And the training helped me come to my senses. Well, that, that, we've all done that, surely. You know, when you get up and you drag your ass into a gym or, or for a run or whatever and sweat it out, it does, oh, yeah. it does work. 
I mean, I wouldn't recommend that our squad do it every week, but it no. does. You know. <laughs> but I, 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 I did the, the, the shithousery of having like 12 cases of Corona delivered to Ibrox Saturday was fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, his Instagram. I mean, that is a man who, you know, the, in the words of Tim Booth of James, but the eyes, the eyes give it all away. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, but fuck it, go for it. One of the reasons I think we love this team is that they, we can identify with them. They don't seem like these distant, you know, and, and lesser players we've had at the club have. So if you'd said to us, and I'm sure there will be fans that go, I'm so unprofessional, I can't believe they did that if we get knocked out. Whereas I think my take, your take, Todd's take might be along, ah, fuck it. You know, 55 yeah. was everything. Mm-hmm. That, that's so, it. Well, and yeah, right. I, whatever, if they regroup and we, I mean, what, I'm not afraid of any team left in the no. Europa League, but no. I also don't, if, I don't give one flying fuck. If everything <laughs> goes wrong, it's still dessert at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like everything up to this is like, hey, we're still we're still in the Scottish Cup. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Okay. You know. I mean they could they could actually just say tomorrow we're gonna finish, we're gonna stop football and that's it. And but you know, here's the championship and we'd all go oh, out. Okay. You know? Okay. Um <laughs> it was it was always, always about fifty five. Uh, speaking of Dave, 55, wants to know how many tragic events in recent history could have been avoided if only Rangers had chosen to send out a tweet. Mm. I heard that Rangers refused to send out a tweet on the 11th of September, 2001. <laughs> it, it was ready to go at 8 o'clock UK the, time. They didn't the do it. The shocking reason is that Twitter hadn't been invented then. That's true. <laughs> Which I think true. we'll all agree is a pathetic excuse. Mm-hmm. And See, I, I, I still love it because it's like they were going to send out a tweet that just said go home. And I, I don't think that would have gone well. No. I would have liked to <laughs> send out a tweet saying why don't you go home. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then go what? My my favorite what, is in the, <laughs> in the in the in the in the barrage of videos that have all been done over the course of uh, talking with Trump supporters. Um, the the ones uh, that were angry that Obama did nothing to stop nine eleven. Yes. Um, are it just he should have tweeted. That's all right. he needed to do. Rangers and Obama conspired. Yeah, what I knew. <laughs> <laughs> they were all seen in a pizza place. Uh, our good friend Joe and from Club 1872 was, so how many pubs did I visit this weekend and was it 55? Oh. I I don't, I, I honestly, I wrote back, I, you know, know. I, 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 I <laughs> back to naw14.jpg, which sounds about right, but I'm not sure. I don't, and some, you know, like a couple I was at multiple times. Does that count? I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> I, I wouldn't name the podders involved, right? But on our Zoom call on Sunday night, can mm-hmm. I just give a shout out to the podcaster, not the one you might think, by the way, folks, mm-hmm. who, when one of the other podcasters picked up his baby daughter and um, interrupted the other person who, who had been drinking a lot at that point and said, <laughs> look, my daughter wants to say hello to everybody said, fuck you and fuck your fucking ugly daughter. <laughs> it 
was taken in good spirit, to be fair. But um, oh don't fucking interrupt me when I'm talking. And it wasn't me, folks, obviously. Right. I passed out laughing, mm-hmm. but it wasn't me. But um, then, brilliantly, after clearing the space for him to finish his sentence, went, I can't remember what I was talking about. Oh, that's, that's the best. See, I, I, did, I didn't quite do the take out the cash thing, but I did smartly... Like set aside, I took out like a different card from my main mm-hmm. one, left my regular card at the house, mm-hmm. put it to where I could only access a certain amount of money on this card, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I did all that. I did all that Thursday, I think, or whenever we talked about. It. So because I knew there was a chance Friday would start the preliminary. Uh, uh, you know, you, you got to warm up. You, you can't, you can't just rock up at ten a.m. No, you got to stretch. Yeah, exactly. You, you've got to do yeah. your stretches, <laughs> drinking stretches. Absolutely. You got to wake up hungover so that you can just dive right back in. You yeah, know, you've got, yeah, you, you don't want to come into that cold. The thing is, um, about champagne as well. See if you're drinking a lot of champagne. Apparently, just the bubbles the next day will will reinvigorate all the other. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, well, dude. When I <laughs> so I got done, I don't know. I finished about half that the first bottle, mm-hmm. and, you know, in 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 a short period of time. Let's mm-hmm. let's say, and then immediately thought I was going to fucking throw up all over my living room because <laughs> all that <laughs> hit my stomach at once, yeah. and it's still just loaded with the fucking bubbles. It's like, oh fuck, I'm going to explode. I've, I, the, the, the problem with champagne is that because of the bubbles, it just, as you say, immediately goes to your fucking brain and you only really take it in times of high excitement or, or you see, yes. you're already sort of primed for it anyway. And then when the adrenaline wears off and you go, oh shit, I can't fucking walk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, up to that point, you're, you're, you're crystal clear and it's absolutely brilliant. But afterwards, not so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Let's see what else I have here. DJ wants to know in six years' time, when Todd is playing FIFA from this season, remember how good a team we had. Who is he selling? <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. a damn fine question. That's that is a good question. <laughs> Jordan Jones. There we go. Yeah, Jordan Jones, <laughs> never, never on my team. Never on my team. Can I just say that I thought it was absolutely brilliant? of the the manager at the weekend to let on for the last 10 minutes that wee guy who is often sitting with the players um and i've, <laughs> I've noticed him before he's there quite regularly on match he's, every match day i've seen him to be honest um i don't know who he is or, or what he does at the club but i thought it was a really nice touch to bring him on for hey, us. And are, I mean, really you, you're talking goal. about andy first uh the, the guy who carries his bag around I'm talking about Greg Stewart. The bit. Yes, <laughs> my favorite, my favorite tweet, and I've actually started using this phrase all the time in the house, much to my wife's annoyance. Was on Saturday night there was a tweet and a guy posted a picture from outside Ibrox and it said, um, "Everyone's going home now, and the only thing remaining is this one fifty-five balloon, um, which has been tied to a lamppost." Possibly by Andy Firth. And <laughs> from now on, I decided, and I'm doing it all the time in the house, when Sally goes, where's that thing? I, uh, it's as if somebody's hidden it. Possibly Andy Firth. Um, and she, of course, has no fucking clue who Andy Firth right. has. Um, but I love possibly by Andy Firth. 
who just, by the way, is the happiest man in the whole world. Did you see his social media at the weekend? He's just what? the happiest man. I hope he stays there forever. Nice. <laughs> oh, where was the last one? Let's see. Lewis wants to know the bigger lie. Brendan Rodgers was staying for 10 in a row, or Humza is saying the Rangers fans will cause you UEFA to pull the plug on Glasgow hosting European Championship matches. <laughs> 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 How I did like you, that? I did. UEFA like immediately. Like, we didn't yeah, no, he didn't, that. <laughs> he didn't say that. You know, Hamza. No, I was paraphrasing. And like, no, but, but we didn't say anything that could be paraphrased that way. Yeah, but you you thought about no, no, no. no we didn't. Mm. Um, we 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 didn't do it. But what I liked though was Humza, again. I mean, he, he's got to be the biggest cunt on Twitter. What I liked was the, the again we talked about the stupidity of these people where he said you know UEFA might take the the Scotland games away we are like Rangers fans are, and yeah <laughs> <laughs> can give a fuck mate you know um, and that's you know I know guys who have tickets for them well, I don't give a fuck you know yeah. so <laughs> is there not a refund policy yeah now yeah. if they threatened to take away a peanut farm. Yeah, God, we loved that peanut farm. Loved that, and it, and it would easily be worth 200 Oh, David, I got a good update for you. I forgot about this this weekend, because I forgot about a lot of things this weekend. <laughs> your, map, your map showed up at my house Saturday with like 18 custom stickers on it. Beautiful. Hey! So I'm, so I'm just going to keep yours, because I'm ordering oh. you a new one from a printer that can handle international shipping. So. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. Oh, that... That, that, that would work. Well, yeah. that's, that's, well that's I mean, the because well, this was when you got yours and like Ingram and a couple other people right at the same time. And it was right when the guy I worked with forever died of COVID. Mm. So I had to try, I was trying out like three or four different printers. And obviously they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. So sorry to hear about your guy who died of, of COVID. That was probably to do with Rangers fans going yeah. out the weekend, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, a lot, lot of heavy breathing that just came over here. And Yeah. Um, sorry about that. Well, um, I, I, I will say, like on a serious note, we did we did lose an actual friend, and, and the guy who helped out back in 2012 and 13 with the fighting fund, um, Kevin Jolly, out in uh, Portland, uh, passed away last week. So no, he was a very nice guy. I have posted repeatedly, and I'll try to find it again. There's a fund for his family to help cover his medical bills because you know we're American and we don't do that. So uh, his his wife and, and three daughters are left with a pretty substantial uh, pile of money that they're going to be due a hospital. So if right. you guys can help, if anybody can help out, I know it's tough for everybody. And we have been paying to fix benches and other things lately. So, uh, But Kevin, good guy. Sorry you didn't get to see this weekend. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. Well, just because we don't want to obviously end on a down one. Oh, uh, no, I, I still yeah. have other stupid shit. So. Oh, okay. good. good. Okay. I've got an onion headline of the week from the news and nice. brief section. Um, report, your father probably out with one of his whores tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had previously unheard story about mom's uncle adds intriguing layer to family history. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Uh, the reason that one hits so well is that my wife very jokingly whenever i go out to to do uh, my stand-up comedy shows she'll go i know you're out you're out there carousing with your whores 
So I, I, I was I was lucky to find you, sweetheart. I was. <laughs> well, Todd, what 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 the other ones this week was uh. Did you see the weekend? Sorry, no. Just speaking of horse, no, did you see at no. the weekend that um, Celebrity Rangers whore uh, Lana Wolf was a? Oh God! I, you see, I mean, they're, they're worried about spreading COVID outside of Ibrox, and you got her there. Uh, I got a couple <laughs> other concerns. It's kind of like a pigeon, really, isn't it? It's just you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The there was um when when COVID first started in in Toronto, you know, when 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 they were just getting good at it. Um, they traced back one outbreak of like 500 people to one of the strip clubs <laughs> and, uh, they were finding it hard to contract trace these people because they were putting in names like Michael Hunt and yes. Dick Hertz. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, it was finding it hard. And I, and, and, and the joke I had at the time was remember when you'd go to a strip club and the worst thing you'd come home with is glitter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I liked the, uh, it was right there toward the end of the match. I think Greg Stewart might have been on at that point. But when uh, Nathan Patterson played the ball across to try to play the pigeons through, mm. uh, that, that that was lovely. I mean, that, that was touching, I think. G- yeah. Give them their moment. Exactly. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, and had the corral that the break was on. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was a good ball. But uh, We have had outstandingly great luck with pigeons. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they were really at it at the weekend. Um, but you, I, I, I suspect the pigeons are getting more and more pissed off that these people keep turning up once a week <laughs> and moving them about because I think they're quite comfy there. Um, and I think they see it as their ground now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what, what, what kind of grass seed are we using? You know, not, mm-hmm. not that I'm interested for how to get more birds rice. around my backyard. Or yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, you, you can't give pigeons rice. Uh, no, because not dried pigeons, rice. But, yeah, it expands in the throat and they die. You can cook it though. You can cook it. Yeah. The uh the, the thing that I that I, I hope this continues because um what is better than in than the old days of uh, Tom Miller's nineteen sixties billboard charts music trivia is Kevin Thompson being astounded by pigeons. It's just every <laughs> single movement. It's I, just... You know, as long as it keeps him from talking about fucking hips again. Tom, <laughs> knock that shit off. No one wants to fucking hear it. Stop. God. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Do you want to hear what Stephen Gerrard that's just come out online, what Stephen Gerrard said? Absolutely. He said, I was asked by the club to remind fans to stay safe, but I'm human. I can understand the reaction, but moving forward, we must remain calm and safe. It's clear we were in constant chats with police to do all we could to make it as safe as possible, but when you're in that moment and you've been through that as fans and players, the work we've put in, I hope there is some understanding. Beautiful. Well said. Mm -hmm. said. Well, plus, every time he was behind the microphone, he was telling people to, uh, you know, be Mm -hmm. smarter than... Then maybe some of them were, but fuck it. (laughs) Smarter than some of us on this podcast. (laughs) No idea what you're talking about. All right, come on. (laughs) Hey, you you know, there there is some good news from over here, maybe. uh, The the Cubs and White Sox are going to have like 25% capacity. So, Oh, that is good. Yeah, I know. I might actually get to go to a baseball game this year. Which, yeah, that, uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, we're yeah. getting to the stage now where you suspect that there are certain politicians, <laughs> Nicholas Irvin, um, <laughs> who are kind of sad that all this is ending. And it's like, sorry, but, you know, we are going to have to get back to letting people out again at some yeah, point. Yeah, we, we don't want to sit in our house and watch you on the telly every time. I, mean, I, do, I do want to sit in my house still, right? So I'll yes, but I don't want to watch her. But I want everybody <laughs> else to be out working. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I mean, honestly, that's when they listen to the show is, is moving back and forth to work. So, mm, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Get the country. Uh, <laughs> All right. I think that'll do it for the 55. I'm still hungover spectacular. Yes. I, I really like all I want. I, I, I got some stuff to do around the house. I got to make dinner and then mm-hmm. back to the pub. <laughs> Cause right. I took yesterday off. I think it was much needed. There you go then. But uh, there's still residual alcohol built up in mm-hmm. various parts of my body. That's just slowly finding its way to my liver. So. <laughs> I drank every day, bar two, right, for 14 years. Trust me, when it does all leave your system, you don't fucking want to be there. Nope. <laughs> so, so keep going. You're right. Yeah. I, I I I am gonna I'm I'm easing down as we get toward the end of the season. I'm gonna take a month off here. So, but uh, that 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 again, you gotta step down. You gotta step down. Step down. Preseason. Step down. Preseason. Perfect. Exactly. So I'm just warming up for September. So <laughs> exactly. Uh, me and Todd. I think we're coming back tomorrow, aren't we? I think so. Yeah. I yeah. Think we can do okay. It. So me, me and Todd. I don't. We'll talk. I don't know if <laughs> I've done no prep work for what we originally talked about. I so <laughs> here's the thing. What that that subject you sent, I'm not gonna not gonna yeah, spoil. Yeah. The subject you sent out, I have possibly five. <laughs> we'll we'll I, see I how it goes. It might, it might not be as well organized. As, the uh, the topic is not my strong suit, but I say we barrel on regardless. I like that because you know, that's I mean, what it's, this it's, show's it's about. It's that kind of blind ignorance yeah. that creates good podcasts. Right? Although uh, I still have vetoed uh, Shane's idea for his podcast of my favorite Jews. Um, <laughs> That one, I was like, nope. Um, for two reasons: one, it might be considered offensive, and two, it's Krusty the Clown. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! All right, so hopefully, me and Todd are back tomorrow. Todd, you can find on Twitter at HTBA, buy his album Butterflies on Spotify or iTunes. iTunes, iTunes, he makes money. Todd, thank you. God bless everyone. Love you, brother. What a what a weekend, man. Oof. And uh, of course, David, you can find on everything Heart and Hand and on Twitter at Ibrox Rocks. David, love you, brother. Thank you. Love you all too. And remember, folks, whenever Rangers win a title, a bench somewhere dies. <laughs> <laughs> but we love it all and grow. But <laughs> we'll re- we shall rebuild. Like the $6 million man, we can rebuild it. Mm-hmm. But, but build your benches, build them high. Build them high. <laughs> <laughs> King Bailey's on the bench. King Bailey's on the bench. <laughs> Next to Greg Stewart, he has great reasons. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. Us three will be back next Tuesday. Y'all be good. Stay safe. Goodbye. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Yeah. That was a Heart and Hand production.